Hello and welcome to the Give and Go podcast on Game Time TV. I'm the girls basketball beat writer, Scott Erickson, and we are joined as always by super producer, Will Aldham. Will, good morning. How are you? Good afternoon, I should say. Hey, good afternoon, Scott. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, we're going to be joined on the show today by Danbury, legendary Danbury girls coach, Jackie DiNardo. Uh, and then Will saw uh, Danbury and Jackie last night and wrote a good story about how they've been in quarantine uh, and came back and their JV and freshman kids won some games. Um, Will, what did you think when you saw uh, Danbury last night play against New Canaan? Uh, pretty impressive, especially considering it was their fourth game in five days, five days after returning from quarantine. So, I mean, they looked a little, you know, worn out, but the two 16-0 runs, they kind of uh, – they were they were the better team. Yeah, when you start the game, they started on a 16-0 run, right? To start the game or 15-0, something like that. Yeah, 16. Yeah. So if you're gonna be tired, to come out fast and then hold on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, New Canaan is a, is a pretty tough team. You know, they um, Danbury had beaten them pretty handily a couple of days ago before the tournament started. So, you know, they went up there and showed pretty well. But Danbury seems like a like a motivated bunch of kids. Uh, is that what you got when when you talk to them afterwards? Yeah, definitely. And they got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after missing a little bit of time at the beginning of the season, having a slow start, and then, of course, having to miss two weeks recently. Yeah, and you know, as we've talked about a little bit, they're not alone here. Uh, a ton of teams have had to quarantine, have had to shut it down. Uh, we saw the same thing with Stanford, where they were playing with JV kids. We've seen plenty of teams not being able to play at all, uh, and now it's starting to affect these league tournaments that are going on right now. We have Four teams that are out, uh, you know, three we are pretty sure be- are because of COVID. Um, in the Shoreline, uh, uh, Chog and Valley Regional have both dropped out of the tournament. Um, Chog said it was, you know, for COVID reasons. Um, you know, Valley, we think, was just exposed to someone somewhere along the line. Chog was supposed to be the five seed. Valley was going to be a six. Um, they just reseeded the tournament and moved on. That's all you can really do. Up in the Berkshire League, Litchfield, was originally supposed to come off quarantine uh, today or tomorrow, but their kids are still just remote learning. Uh, they're not in person. So they've had to drop out of the Berkshire League tournament. They were supposed to play Northwestern on Saturday. Northwestern now will just advance in that tournament. Um, and the big one, um, for us anyway, I mean, for everyone, is that New London has dropped out of the ECC tournament. That's obviously huge for them. The New London Day reported that first. Uh, they were supposed to play Waterford. You know, it's been a weird season for everybody. Uh, it's been a, bit, a little bit of a down year for New London. They were going in as the sixth seed, but still always a dangerous school. Um, they, we hope that they get back and back on their feet last year. The ECC's had a lot of shutdowns and a lot of teams missing games and having long breaks. And it's just the nature of the way things are right now. So a lot of the conference tournaments have started this week. The FCAC, the SWC, the SEC, they're all going. Uh, the NCC is going to start next week. The CREC, the CCC, those are all going to be next week. We're going to have to monitor who's able to play and who's not able to play, who's getting shut down. Um, that's all going to be on Game Time CT. So if you go on Game Time CT, we have a girls basketball tournament hub where you can find all the schedules, uh, all the scores from all the games. And then we also have brackets for each individual conference where you can go on times and see who's going to play who next. We have a ton of information for the 
girls, for the boys basketball that Joe Morelli's doing, for boys hockey that Mike Porter and I and people out here are doing. This is normally, I mean, we actually we'd be done with the state tournament, I think, around now, or the state finals would just be coming up. But with everything that's going on this year, the conference tournaments are still going this year. So go on Game Time CT, check the schedules. That I can tell you since I'm updating them that they are changing every day. We're having to, you know, go and make sure that teams are going to make the games. Uh, some games are being postponed, but at this point, it's really hard to postpone. And if you get put in a two-week shutdown, that's it. You're out. Um, so go on Game Time CT, check all that stuff out. There's just a ton, ton of coverage. So if you're into these tournaments and you want to know what's going on, go check those out. Um, and we will be right back with Danbury Girls Coach Jackie Denardo. All right, we are joined now by Danbury Girls Basketball Coach Jackie Denardo on Give and Go. Jackie, welcome to the show. Thank you for asking me. Thank you very much. Oh, man, I wanted to have you on for a long time. Uh, I mean, you're one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, yeah they, that's what they all say. But then I never <laughs> <hear from them. laughs> oh, you're the best. <laughs> I was telling Will a story about the JV official that yelled at you at Stanford a couple of years ago. And said, you know, ma'am, can you go back to your seat because you were behind the bench? Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. I said, he doesn't know who he's talking to. I know. I, and I said, I, I remember thinking that. Maybe I shouldn't have thought like that. But anyway, hey, we got, I got a lot of stories. 33 years, I got a lot of stories. Oh, you certainly do. Um, let's start with this year, and then we can go back a little bit. Um, you got Staples coming up. You guys started the year with Staples. It was only a month ago. It feels like six months ago. Oh, I, it does. And when you're playing three games in four days and and uh, it seems like it's even further back, you know, it's it's a, and then you're quarantined for two weeks. It's like it's crazy. So I feel like even though it's short, it's I feel like it definitely rolling on and on and on. I, but I'm glad we're playing. That's all I that's all that matters. We're playing. Yeah. For people that don't know, your varsity team was put into quarantine for two weeks. You had to play with JV and freshmen. What was that like for you? Uh, obviously, that's a, an experience you've never gone through before. Um, you know, it's kind of I, I guess I kind of looked at it and, and it was, I was actually talking to Diane Burns because we were kind of in the same situation and uh, we were going back and forth because she got she played um, Norwalk the day before me and then I played. And we go, what are we going to do? And because there wasn't enough time in the season to make up all the games that we were going to miss. And I said, you know what? I'm going to play my JV kids. I'm going to put them in there. If they win, that's two points for my team. If they lose, I lose nothing. You know, I don't lose anything. And then my JV kids is going to get experience because, you know, they've missed a lot of games. You know, they, they're not getting the 20 games. They're not getting the 12 games because you know they're trying to squeeze and get the varsity done and they just can't quite get the jv and freshman quality games so i said this is what we're going to do and i i grabbed my jv and i grabbed my coaches and we went to, we went to work and um you know i'm sitting here going thank god I've, I've got great assistant coaches on melissa teal and billy anderson and yanni perkins because you know they had the kids pretty much we do work on you know what i run i'd like for them to run they'll throw a few extra little things in there but they do teach the kids what I'm running, so it helped out a lot. I didn't have to go. But I remember I'm sitting there going, okay, how am I going to handle this? And Teal was looking at me. Now, Jackie, remember, you can't go as hard on them. You know, you might make them fly. And, I, you know, you got you to gotta go easy with them because some may not come back. You know, come on. You got, 
I said, I don't have time for this. And, <laughs> and I said, I got, they got to be ready to go. And I'm telling you, it was like deer in headlights. Like, who is this lady that's going nuts? And I kept reminding them, guys, I know I'm nuts, but I won't bite. I bark a lot, but I promise I won't bite. I need some wins. Give me one win. Give me, give me what you got. And I'm going to tell you something. I even told my varsity, I don't think I had one issue during that whole two-week period that these kids did not bust their butt. They learned. They listened. Uh, I, I didn't have to. I said to my varsity, too, I said, I didn't have to yell at one kid to say, come on, pick up the speed. Come on, let's go. Come on, yada, yada, yada. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock so you make sure you run it, run it hard. I, I didn't have to say it for two weeks. And um, I remember looking on the floor and, and we were playing and I'm going, oh, my God, I got four freshmen out there. And uh, I was like, that's not a bad deal. You know, um, I've got I've got some talent in my sophomore crew. I've got talent in my freshman crew. So at least Dan Barry will be around at least a few more years. Yeah, you're going to hand out more varsity letters this year than you ever did before. <laughs> you know, I said, I think uh, Diana and I are the only two coaches got to play 20 players. <laughs> Uh, and, and those and the JV girls responded for you, didn't they? I mean, uh, they stepped up. It was amazing. We played Harding, and I'm sitting here going, and, and they run it like book, book work, and, and, you know, they were doing it, and I was putting five kids in, five kids out, five kids. They all got quality time, and um, I remember telling Harding, and, and, and she was such a wonderful lady. She's such an, a new coach, and I liked her, and, and, and she's really working hard, and the kids were, you know, re disciplined. They were nice. And I said, yeah, these are my JV kids. And she went, JV kids? Okay, <laughs> yeah, JV kids. And, and then I got to Bassick and I'm going, now we're on the road because Harding was at home, so it made it nice. Then we go to Bassick and I know they got two quality kids. And I know the number, you know, one of the players there, well, both of them probably can go to a small D1 or, I mean, they're quick, they're fast, they're shooters, they, they penetrate. I mean, they got pretty much the whole package. These kids so hard and did over what I was my expectations and it was just awesome and then when when your varsity came back I assume they were super motivated to get going again and you know, you know what the greatest thing is they they we're on this text message all together and, and then we're on um you know sports you so we got all these you know spots that we're all together and the kids that were home the varsity kids were watching the JV kids the second the game was over, they great job, yada, yada, the applause, the support and from those kids. And then when my varsity kids came back and they won their first game and, uh, you know, we played, um, we came back, we played New Canaan and uh, who did we play first? Uh, Stamp, no, we played New Canaan and Stanford. And um, again, the JV did the same thing, responded, great job, keep it going, be strong, damn very strong. It was just a great camaraderie that you see the younger kids connecting with the older kids. And, and usually a lot of times that doesn't happen as much. And this year, it really, all the kids connected and, and they just showed so much support and it was really a great thing to, to really experience. Yeah, obviously this, I mean, this year stinks in a lot of ways, but there are some real silver linings to all this, Absolutely. isn't there? Absolutely. Um, another thing that happened at the Canaan game was, I know one of their seniors got in late. Um, I don't know if Coach Palmer had talked to you about that or if you just kind of figured it out as she went in, but. You guys, you know, didn't let her store, but you kind of gave her a look at the hoop. Uh, I, I was That was a pretty nice thing for you to do. Uh, did you it tell was, your kids about that? Well, you know what? It was really kind of funny. I, You know, and we, I kind of picked up on it. I didn't really, you know, we've really been doing the COVID. We don't really get a chance to talk to our, you know, the head coaches. We don't really get to communicate. You stay on your side. You kind of, that's a little wave. 
And I kind of figured it out because every time she shot the ball, everybody went, oh, or everybody, <laughs> you know, it's like she got a shot off her. And I kind of, and I knew it was senior night and I'm sitting there going, I, I picked up and it was like maybe, oh, maybe 15 seconds left and I had the ball. So I call a timeout. Now calling a timeout, I'm up 20 points. You can imagine what my staff did because nobody knew what I was going to do. I looked at, you know, Coach Palmer and I'm like, you know, and, you know, again, we're trying to, you know, so I didn't think she knew what I was doing. And I, and I said to the kids, listen, you know what? I want you to do this because I know how 33 years of seniors and some seniors never really get opportunity to play and they stick it out with you for four years. You know, you, you know, you want them to feel good. And I said, I need somebody that can be not make it obvious to try to go in there and, and, you know, let it bounce off your foot, let it go out of bounds so they could have the ball back. Cause we could hold the ball for 15 seconds and no sure. big deal. And uh, so Kiana Perry goes, I can do it. I can do it. I went, all right. She gets in the game. She catches the ball. She went, oh, and she literally threw it out of bounds. Yeah, I saw the video. <laughs> so obvious. You were supposed to be like not, you know, not giving them that we're giving them the ball back. Yeah. And, um, they they got the ball back. We went back in, you know, backed off. We didn't like give it to her, but they threw the first pass right to her. She turned around, set, and made all net, all net. You know, she still had to make the shot. You know, That's she, right. She had to make the shot. So no matter what I did, giving the ball back, she still had to make the shot. So um, you know what? Th that's what it's all about. You know, she walked out feeling great about, you know, being able to give something to her team. And and so it made everybody feel really great about it. And Coach Palmer the next day, you know, sent me an email thanking me. So it, it was a great feeling. Trust me. It was it was really nice to have, you know, see that happen. Yeah, and I'm sure you've had kids like that too, seniors that you're not playing, that show up at practice every day, yep. do whatever you ask of them. Those are special kids, aren't they? I mean, we all talk about the stars and the kids that play well, but those kids are real grinders, aren't well, they? What it is, they never quit. You know, right. They don't get a lot of time and you try your hardest. And, and like I tell kids all the time, you don't understand. I'm sitting there coaching, but it kills me inside that I can't get other kids in. You know, because, right. you know, I, I mean, my my brain's telling me, go for the win but my heart's telling me you know you got to get this kid in she's done so much for you and um you know so it's it's a tough it's a tough situation and it's a battle between my heart and my brain and <laughs> and you want to get them but they stay with you they don't give up they don't quit you know those are the kids that are going to be very successful young women because yeah. they learn not to quit something no matter how bad it or how how unhappy or how miserable or whatever you, you want to get in there and play and i'm you're just not getting in there those are kids that are CEOs or lawyers or whatever, because they said, no matter what, throw whatever you want at me. I learned from Danbury High School that you don't quit. And those are our, our success stories. I, I mean, you've been learning this forever. You've been at Danbury 33 years. Uh, what was your first coaching job? Um, I actually um, went to um, Baylor University. And my um, coach that I, her name was Pam Davis at the time, coached at uh, me and McClendon Community College. I went to um, McClendon Community College my first two years, and then I transferred as a, into University of Texas. Right. And um, she was there, and she said, come come be my assistant. And I went, wow, yeah, just getting out. And um, so I got over there, and I still wanted to play. And I remember her saying, Jackie, you can't play now. You have to coach. I don't want to coach. I want to play. Um, I didn't like all the recruiting that went along with it, and – and then something fantastic happened right after that one year coaching at Baylor. I met Bobby DiNardo, and that right. was my husband. And um, one thing led to another, and I moved up here. And 
And I actually, I went over to North Salem, New York, because I needed a job. And up here, nobody knew who Jackie Swaim Donardo was, or Jackie Swaim at the time. And I'm going, I mean, my first job was out at a barn shoveling Texas manure. You know, that was my first <laughs> job. I said, I know how to do this job and not have to have any uh, you know, college education for this. And I went up to North Salem and uh, A.D. Broderick, he said, he read up on me, gave me the job. And I coached volleyball and basketball there for three years. And um, and then I got pregnant and went to Broadview for a year. And then I then Norm Winterman, um, I went in for that interview and I've been at Danbury High ever since. Yeah, you were all American at Texas, right? Yes. So, yeah, you went from that to the stables. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eric. <laughs> As a knight, you know, I would <laughs> slide that in there, but I'm glad you got a out of it. <laughs> but, I mean, there weren't opportunities for women post-college to really play, were there? I mean, there was no league or anything like that, right? She got drafted, and it was... Um, oh, you did? Yes, it, it was by St. Louis, and I tore my ACL my senior year. Oh, um, I didn't know that. I had to fight. My, I, my coach, Jody Conrad, who's the best, ended up... Um, you know, we had a really good friend of ours. He was one of our followers. He's a lawyer. And he took on the AIAW because that's what it was at the time, not the NCAA. And we won. And I got an extra year of eligibility. And I could have gone to play pro. And I decided that I'd rather stay at Texas and, and do my extra senior year. And, um, you know, I during the time that I was at, drafted by St. Louis, I got traded to the Dallas Diamonds. And that's where Nancy Lieberman was playing. Oh. I played with that crew. I played with Nancy Lieberman, Annie Myers, and all them in the Pan Am games in 79. So I knew them. But then when I graduated um, that, you know, after my second senior year, it all folded and it was gone. So I never had a chance to play. So 79 Pan Am games, was that before your senior year? That was exactly. In other words, um, it was between my junior and senior year before I tore my ACL. And then Who I coached you on that team. Yeah. And then the 1980 Olympics, I was on the 1980 Olympic team, but because that I was now one of uh, to be replaced because I had the ACL injury. Who coached you on that 79 Pan Am Games? Uh, Pat Summit. Pat oh. <laughs> Let me tell you, I had two different types of coaches. I had Jody Conrad and I had Pat. Yeah. And I, the, I, I and let me tell you something. If you look at my style of coaching, I got a little bit of her and I got a, a lot of Jody Conrad and. And they're just two different styles. You know, Jody, you know, she put, you know, she was the one that she didn't have to say it. You were scared to death. Pat said it. You're scared to death. And she didn't have to say it. You were scared to death, you know, but um, they were tough women and, and they were my role models and, and really, you know, really got me to go in where I knew that I want to take the path of coaching. That had to be an incredible experience playing with that group of talented women on that 79 team. Can you tell me a little bit about that and who else was on that team with you? Um, well, Nancy Lieberman was, Carol Blazjowski, Annie Myers. Um, I don't know if you know, um, um, uh, 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 um, I'm trying to think of some of them right on the top of my head. Uh, Rosie Walker, she was a big post player at the time. And, um, and oh, um, Curry from um, UCLA was there. Um, you know, it, it, was, it was amazing. And I remember the year before I tried out, um, it was, it was, um, I, I didn't quite make it. And then I tried out for the 79 Pan Am and I put my heart and soul that I did it so hard that I wanted to make that team. I tore both the quad muscles. And so the, um, trainer went up and says, you know, Jackie, um, you know, I made it I had my name. I was all so happy. He said, Jackie's going to, um, 
need to sit out a couple days because, you know, she needs to recover on a quad. She, she goes, I already got three alternates, just replace her. I went, oh no, oh no, oh no, that ain't working. I could not walk, I could not walk, I promise, but I practiced every day. I was not giving that up. And that's, you know, like I said, it, 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 that, I think that's the toughness that our kids today don't understand how tough you really have to be. You know, yeah. you kind of, you know, you kind of roll your ankle, you tape it up and you go. Um, Jody Conrad did to me, I broke my finger in a softball game. And um, so I said, and I'm already, coach and I are already, you know, we're on the same page. She knows what I can do. And I'm, I didn't think I had to prove myself. And she's, so I go up to her, I said, coach, I got to leave this on for a couple more weeks. So I don't have a busted finger. And she goes, that's all right. I got a freshman that'll replace you. Took the, I took the brace off, threw it away, and I still have a broken finger. <laughs> That's what a lot of kids, I don't think, realize as you go up level by level. And obviously, Pan Am Games is the highest level you could probably be at at that time. So once you get to that level, there's no wiggle room, right? Like, you play hurt, you do what you have to do to stay there, right? Right. I mean, because you know what it is? It's so easy to be replaced. You know, you've got your spot. You know, it, it, it was hard to get my spot. But it was even harder to hold on to it because the talent was coming in was so much better than every year. It was getting better and better. And so, as you, you know, you couldn't you couldn't sit back and just think that, you know, I'll be OK. You can't think that, you know, you were always fighting for your position every game, every second you were on the floor. Did you stay in touch with those coaches uh, afterwards? Yes. Matter of fact, Jody Conrad and I are the best. Uh, you know, she went through. Um, you know, my brother was, died when he was when I was in college and I was away in college and she was there for me for that. And my my dad died. Um, I got inducted into the Texas Hall of Fame in 2005 and my dad was supposed to be there. And my dad was military guy, so didn't really come to a lot. He was usually overseas or whatever. And then he became a truck driver. And so he never really got to see me do things. And for the first time, I felt really honored that my dad was going to be there. Then, uh, you know, my dad died on Tuesday. I buried him on Thursday and I was inducted on Friday and Jody was, she is there all the time. And when my husband passed again, she was the first one. Um, I got inducted into the basketball hall of fame in Connecticut and she sends these most beautiful flowers. I try to get to Texas as much as I can. I've gone down to alumni games. Um, I go down to Texas football and she always makes sure I've got tickets for the game. You know, she, she is the most amazing person I know. And, the greatest thing that just recently happened, my McClendon Community College coach, which I haven't seen since Baylor, so it's been over 35 years or so, I finally reconnected her up through Facebook. And so it's so now we've got connected again. So it's really a great, um, and, and Jody is like the best. I, I can call her, I can talk to her, I can anytime, and she's always there for me, always. And I imagine over your 33 years, you've developed relationships with your players in, in a similar fashion where you're staying in touch with them and hearing about their babies and weddings and all that stuff, oh, absolutely. right? Absolutely. And that's a great, that's the good part about Facebook. And I get to see <laughs> their babies grow up. I mean, I know there's a lot of bad social things about social media, but I use it for the right things. Yeah. And, you know what the scariest part is, Eric? I just read, I just saw on Facebook, one of my first players, her name was Maura Keenan. All right. She just had her 50th birthday. Uh. I'm going, okay, I am not a happy person. <laughs> I'm glad she's 50, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but he must, they must pop in the gym once in a while, and I, I assume some of them are still around Danbury. What does that mean to you when you see some of these kids come back and say, hey, Coach Naro, you remember me? Like, like you know, class of 89 or whatever? 
it is the greatest feeling. And you know what? Like we on the on the basketball hall of fame, um, you know, I've got players that are on that on that with that group, and they're working with me. So I'm working with them now instead of working uh, instead of being their coach. I've seen them grow up. I've seen their babies. I, you know, I'm more keen and work with the Powell Building. We work close hand in hand. I mean, it, it is a great thing. Beth Jowdy, I went to her wedding, and again, she's one of my first players. And um, I went down to, um, you know, down to her wedding. Then I went back and stayed a weekend with her. And, you know, she's up in New Hampshire and it's great. And they always call me happy birthday. I always, I hear from so many and it's, it's a, I, you know, got a kid out in San Diego that um, is uh, now, it's kind of tough, time to rough, but she's a, you know, police officer out there. Um, you know, they send me their information when they're getting married. Um, it is, it is fantastic. And it really it's just, a, it's a great circle to be in. You know, it's one of those things that, that, you know, you don't, you don't want to break these. This is one thing that I, I think has made my life so happy, especially losing my husband as I've had such a great support cast behind me. They were all there. They called, they did this, they, they, you know, they were all so very supportive and helping me through rough times. Did your kids play for you? Did they go to Danbury? I, I don't know. that. They did. Amanda went to, Amanda went and played for me. And I remember, I won't say names, and, they, and she was a freshman, and I needed a point guard. And um, I ended up getting the Danbury basketball job. And one of the guys that went for the job at the time says, you know what, Jackie, I'm going to give you some advice. I go, okay, you shouldn't take your daughter and play as a freshman on the varsity team. But I said, I don't have point guard, so what am I going to do? I threw her in. You know, we had a great understanding. You know, once we were off the court, we went home. We left the court on the court. We left home at home. And that helped a lot. But um, I definitely know I wrote her a lot harder than everybody else because who's going to call her mother? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no one to complain to about playing time either. <laughs> this coach doesn't know what she's doing. I also, I actually coached my niece too, Pam um, Pam Donardo. She oh, okay. Was, uh, she was a senior when Mandy was a freshman, so they got to play together. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, have you seen the game growing over the last, you know, 10, 15 years with the amount of AAU and everything else these girls are being exposed to, or, or was it, this, was it always kind of like that? You know what? Um, I see different changes. You know, I see the change of, like I said, you know, I broke my finger. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play. And I've seen that change. Sure. I, I see kids as tough to, I, I see kids now that, that loyalty is not there. You know, they go start at a high school and, 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 you know, their family or people think that they're better than that. And they transfer them into a private school or somewhere else. Or, um, you know, I see kids that, you know, I started Danbury High. That's my pride. And that's where I'm going to finish. And, 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 and I've got, you know, a kid or two that would say, well, I, I think I'm going to go somewhere else. Why are you going somewhere else? Um, AAU, I think, does some good things if it's done right. But unfortunately, not everybody does that. And again, the politics behind it and the and the cutthroat and that the taking that player to that player because there's no rules or regulations to control that stuff. It's it's really a sad thing. And I wonder what we're really teaching our kids. If you're not happy where you were, just quit and go somewhere else. You know, instead of making that situation better and and making a difference, because you know what, you can make a difference, but I don't think they're as tough and as hard as they used to be to make that difference. You know, if they look at a team, there's nobody. There's nobody on it. There's nobody coming back. There's no good players. I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I just don't see that. In my, in my time, I would have never thought that ever in my whole life. I would have never left my high school. I, I went to a junior college. 
um, first. And that's a, just a weird story how, I mean, how it happened. I thought I was just going to be barefoot and pregnant and, and that was it, not going to college. In that time, even the recruiting was not as great as it is now. The recruiting part is so much better. But again, it's it's kind of nasty. It's it's really doggy dog and who can out recruit who? You know, that that's what's what it is too. And now kids that make verbal commitments to one coach and then another coach can talk sweet talk them better than the other coach and they'll leave that team to go with that team. You know, where is your first where is your honor on your word? And 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 that bothers me. But um but that really starts at home, right? I mean, these parents spend a lot of money and I think sometimes they feel like I don't even know what they think, but they feel like I put this money into this and my kid's not playing enough. I'm going to move here. I mean, that has to be part of the problem, I would assume. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. If And I think you're definitely right. But also I know that um, that a kid wants to do something. And even from my experience being an administrator here, kid doesn't want to go to school. I got to get on the parent. You got you to get him to go to school because the parent controls that situation. I mean, the kid controls that. Yeah, so yeah. I think if the kid was really, ha- you know, really understanding what their honor and their word means that I, I picked Norwalk High School, I'm going to stay at Norwalk High School under whatever conditions, because the bottom line, if I do that, that's going to make me a better adult. Yeah, and they don't yeah. think they look at it. The other thing I see is that, you know, that upsets me that I didn't even see when I was growing up is that how certain communities are able to give more to their kids. And and other communities, the poor communities are not able to do that. So it's like, you know, you got all these people trying to make it fair, make it this, make it that. But I see a bigger discrepancy than I've ever seen. And I mean, back in my day, I didn't play AAU. I I, I mean, I went to the local gym and went and played out with Vinny Johnson. You guys remember Vinny Johnson, the microwave? No, the microwave. You played with him? <laughs> yeah, it's Troy Piston. He Did was you guys grow up in the same town? We were. No, he was from New York. Yeah. And he, he came to McClendon Community College. They came up and recruited him right out of the playground and put him at McClendon, and we became the best of friends. I remember my husband and I went up to the game between the Knicks and the um, and the Celtics, and I'm trying to get his attention. And, there, and, of course, everybody's gardening, gardening, and everybody's yelling at him. So I brought a little article, and it talks about he and I in this article. And I said, just do me a favor. Give that to him, please. He gave it to him. He said, Jackie, 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 meet me after the game out back. And and it was the greatest thing. You know, he remembered, he knew, he just, and he met me after the game. And we talked about not a whole lot of catch up, but it was nice. You know, it was nice that, that we had that much respect for each other that, you know, we, you know, what I did for the game and what he d- he's done for the game. It was, uh, it was nice. It was awesome. Yeah. He won a NBA finals game with a final shot. I mean, I, I remember Benny John, <laughs> the microwave. That's what, yeah, you know, it's funny. I mean, there's some other that played pro that I that I played with too, but um, he's the one that I, really sticks out because I did kind of reconnect after I came up here, so it was nice. Did you, but did you play when you were young though, or were you just on the playgrounds? I mean, was what was it like? The first time I I, I was a military brat, and I remember running track, and 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 I beat the boys and the girls when I was like in fifth grade, and they said, "Oh my God, she's an athlete." I, I go, "I'm a what?" You know, my mother, my mother, my mother had me in roller skates and a bowling ball, and that's what I started. And and then I did some track, and then I finally moved to Texas when I was in the uh, fifth grade. And Texas, uh, I mean, it, we were in Fort Worth, so it was kind of not a lot of stuff. And then I moved out to Azel, Texas, and one of my best friends said, "Oh, my mom, she's going to be doing this little basketball thing for you, for us. Would you like to play?" I said, "Sure, why not? 
we played in that out on the concrete outside court is where I started playing basketball. And, you know, did we have shoes? Did we have this? You know, it was nothing. And that's where I started. And it got, you know, got, you know, it only got better after that. You know, it was just. How big of a town was that? So I was a graduating class of 200. That's all right. That's not too small for. At least my graduation definitely is not as long as Danbury High School's. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even a grade at Danbury High School. Right, it's not even a great. <laughs> All right, Jackie, we're gonna do a quick lightning round and then we'll get you out of here. Um, other than Danbury High School, uh, what's your favorite gym to go into uh, in Connecticut, high school gym? High school gym. You should have asked me my worst. Um, okay, we can ask you that too. <laughs> what's your, what's well, your least I, favorite? <laughs> well, my least favorite because, and, and it's not anything about them, is Trumbull. Because yeah. it's 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 bigger, it's longer, and 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 again, there's the advantage. They practice on that every day, and I think other kids, it's a tough situation. It's a beautiful yeah. gym. It's a beautiful gym. Um, I think the best I like to go in, and he's going to probably fall on the floor. And it's not because it's the best gym; it's because it's the most fun. And that's going into Ward against uh, Danko. I mean, he puts on such a theatrical. I mean, I remember when my kids hit that three point ball, a uh, three point buzzer. And 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 it went in, and he's like on the floor, on the stuff, in the middle of whatever, going, "Oh my God!" You know, and and I, I've never seen a guy sweat so much when we're playing. And the, and he'll he'll turn and talk to me about this and that, whatever. He, he just it's a constant thing. So it's always a fun rivalry going to play against him. And I didn't even get to play him this year, so I guess that's kind of because that's kind of it. I'm pretty impressed with the Bridgeville schoolers. I think they keep their gyms pretty impressive for you know, the situation that they, you know, they're under. And I know they work really hard trying to get, get girls to get that program going. I, I played against Central when uh, Nadine was there, Damone, remember? And yeah, she went yeah. to Iowa. Yeah. And that's what Central was, you know, at the best that they've ever been, you know. And I know they've had players in and out of there. But um, but um, anyway, it's, um, I guess, Ward and Trumbull. Yeah, that Bassic gym, I don't know. They're going to build a new school soon. So I, I went up there this year. I thought it might have been the last trip up there. It's it's always 90 degrees in there, and but man, they had a great home court advantage, uh, especially when they would pack that place. I, I don't know, not the girls, but the boys definitely did. Yeah, we don't. And you know what? I, I could notice because I haven't been there in a, I haven't been there in a few years too. Um, I could tell that it, it's it's getting beat down a little bit. It so is, yeah. But I'm glad they're building a new gym for them. That's great. Our new school. That's good. Uh, so if you're in the Danbury area, where where do you like to go out to eat? Well, um, well, there's a couple places we go. We go our Pippas. We got to hang on to our Pippas. That's our little sports bar. And we haven't really been there because, again, COVID. Yeah. Uh, so I give a little plug to Pippas. But I also like Jim Barbary's. And they're very good to me there. We used to stop. We start, And it's right after. It's right by Danbury High School. We drive and, and we stop right there on the way home. And, and uh, we know everybody in there. They know what I order. I don't even have to order it. So, you know, Michelle Barbary, who is there, I, I actually had her daughter in my camp. Great little softball player, nice little basketball player. Um, she'll be in high school either next, I think next year. So it's nice building those, um, you know, those, th- those, the rapport with the community that way. Yeah. Oh, listen, Jackie, we thank you for coming on with us. Uh, you know, we were really excited to have you and uh, wish you the best of luck in the rest of the FCAC tournament. And, you know, this was a real honor for me. So thank you for inviting me and uh, best of luck to you the rest of your year. All right. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks. We are back on Give and Go. Um, I think that might have been my favorite interview that I ever did. Jackie DiNardo, Danbury, 
uh, man, what what a career at Danbury. She was All-American at Texas. She played for Pat Summit in the Pan Am Games. Uh, we didn't talk about it on the air, but you know, afterwards I kept talking to her and it turns out she traveled all over the place, went to China and Russia and Puerto Rico to play with that Pan Am team um, and just played with some legendary women on that 1979 team. I, honestly, I could talk to Jackie DiNardo all day about basketball. <laughs> She's so awesome. Uh, I'm going to see her tomorrow at the Staples game. So uh, what an honor that was to talk to her. Uh, we'll be back next week on Give and Go. Uh, we will be in the middle of tournaments. A lot of the tournaments will be wrapping uh, the weekend after. So I think next week we'll talk about the tournaments, what's going on with all that. And for Will, I'm Scott. We'll see you next week on Give and Go.